Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Manic Candace podcast. It's your girl Candace back at it again with a brand new episode of the podcast. And today, tonight, this morning, this good afternoon, this evening, whenever and wherever you are listening, my friend, we are going to discuss life after 28. Now, I've only been 28 for two months, but it's a... It gets harder. It gets harder emotionally, financially, and physically. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been rough. It's been rough. And I'm not going to pretend that I'm some life guru. I'm not a role model of how you should live your life. I'm just someone who has bipolar disorder, has a mental illness that needs a platform And is loved by the world. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I want you to take a chance to share this podcast with your friends, family, and your followers. That would be greatly appreciated. It's a free way to support the podcast. And it's the best way to support the podcast. So I have a few announcements before we get right into it. Number one, I'm going to be an auntie. Now, I have no sisters, but well, that's a lie. Well, that's complicated. Anyway, my best friend from college is pregnant. I knew she was pregnant, but I didn't want to be that person that that's like, oh, you're pregnant. Because she was complaining about her being sick and she was wanting the number for my doctor. And I'm like, oh, this is serious. So she um, found a doctor and sure enough, took a test she found out she's quite i think she's like six weeks i don't know she's um she's she's over a month i believe but i'm so excited to buy baby clothes i'm so excited to like potentially be a godmother i'm not putting that pressure on her but if she decides that that's something she wants to ask me i'm 100 percent down for it um For those of you who don't know, I don't want kids for a variety of reasons. Um, One mainly being my mental health um, because my mental health is so hard to deal with and it's like having a kid. So I just, my mom the other day, she was telling me, she was like, Candace, it's okay if you don't have kids. I'm not going to be upset. And I started crying. I was like... (laughs) you know I was bawling because I feel bad that I'm not bringing a baby in the family I feel bad you know what I mean and it's like anyway I'm going to be an auntie I'm going to be able to buy baby clothes I'm going to be able to babysit I'm going to be able to raise this kid with her and I'm so excited I'm so excited she's not going to be a single mom but like I I'm just so excited to just be present in this child's life. He or she. So, yeah. I'm so excited about that. Thank God. Um, Another thing I want to talk about is the war that broke out in Israel and Palestine. A lot of you, a lot of us, Americans, we don't know what's going on. 
especially like millennials and below. We don't know the history, most of us, we don't know the history of the conflict of Palestine and um, Israel. The only thing I really know about Israel is that that's where Jesus was born and that's where Jewish people live and that this man named Benjamin Netanyahu is the prime minister and he has been for quite a while. That's all I know. And not a lot of Americans. Oh, and I know I actually know where Jerusalem is on the map. I can point it out to you, but that's only because I got listeners in Jerusalem and I needed to look up where Jerusalem was on the map because I didn't know. I'm fucking American. So I bet you anything. See, hold on. This is what Americans do. Whenever someone that we're friends with gets attacked, oh, we're we're just like prayers. I stand with you. Like right now it's most Americans are like, I stand with Israel because a lot of people are afraid to stand with Palestine because they don't want to look like they're on the wrong side. Both sides are wrong sides. If you ask me, there's never a right side in war. So for those of you who have been living under a rock, the militant group Hamas, called Hamas, the Hamas militant group of Palestine launched an attack on Israel. Now Israel is supported by us. And has been since this conflict began, however many years ago. I don't know. And I I don't care to look it up. You see, that's the thing about Americans, too. We don't care to look shit up. We'll just take someone's word for it and then go on off on a tangent. You know? And then we send prayers. Like, like we should still be crying and praying over Maui. Those wildfires in Maui. And like now we're completely on to the next tragedy. It's like we're addicted to tragedy. And it's like our own reality show. But this is real life people. People are dying. And there was an earthquake in Afghanistan. um, Close to the time of the attack. The attack happened about 72 hours ago. And about 48 hours ago, there was a huge earthquake in Afghanistan. The death toll is at 2,000. The attack from the Hamas group onto Israel, the death toll is about 1,100 the last time I checked. Guys, this support that Americans are giving online, I, in my opinion, is just mostly their to have virtuous points to like look good to their followers and to look good to the world whoever's looking most of us don't even know what's going on but we see it on the news and we're like oh my god the news is saying that this attack is israel's 9-11 and i know what i'm about to say might rub people the wrong way but fuck it is it? Was it their 9-11? Was it their version of Was it that bad? Because attacks have been happening for years. And I'm wondering if this is just a case of the media blowing something out of proportion to distract us from something else. 
I don't know, like from the war in Russia. I don't know. But this doesn't even fucking matter. I mean, it, it does, but it's just like, what are we going to do about it? Seriously. Are we going to go fight Hamas now? Are we going to go bomb, bomb Palestine? And a lot of a lot of people don't even know that Palestine's not even on the map officially because of this conflict. So they can't even they can't even spell Gaza. They, like how many of you know what Gaza is? Raise your hand if you can tell me what Gaza is. All right, enough on this. Drake's album. I re- I'm not mentally stable yet to listen to Drake's album. Um it's called For the Dogs. I've heard Joe Budden say that he's making it for kids instead of, like, the adults. And I'm like, well, what do you expect Drake to do? He's got to appeal to his market. When I was younger, I was all about Drake. Now I'm not so much, but, like, the young people today, they're all about Drake. And if he's going to make an album that is appealing to his audience, then why are people upset? So... A lot older people are saying it sucks. Younger people are saying it is um, good. I'm just not ready. I'm not ready. F- I'm not ready for the pettiness. I'm not ready for the innuendos. I'm not ready for the bars. I'm just not ready. Um, Sexy Red had revenge porn happen to her this past week during or during the weekend. Um, ladies, I just want to remind you that revenge porn does exist. I have an experience with it. It was awful. Please do not let anyone record you having sex or giving head or doing anything sexual, performative. Don't do it. Because they will post it. Um, and my last announcement. This past weekend, I got out of the house... And I met up with other artists and there was like a, we call it First Friday, but it's like the first Friday of every month. There's like four blocks that get closed downtown in Phoenix and everyone comes out to drink and to meet artists and to mingle and to go to galleries and stuff like that. Um, So that's what happened and it was really cool, really fun. I met some of my friends in the art scene and I'm just so excited that like... You guys, when I was first starting out in art, all I wanted was to be in the scene. And now that I'm in the scene, it's just like, wow, you know? All right, life after 28. This is the time where you got to choose your own path. Like, some of you have been listening to your parents and it's influenced your career. And now you're 28 and... You find yourself unsatisfied. You feel like something is missing. It's time to do what you want, what you want to do, not what and, and not what you think others people should do. And if you think that what you want to do is stupid or might be seen as not acceptable to your family or your spouse or your friends or just people on social media. You have one life to live, and it's all you got as far as you're aware. Please, do what you want to do. 
Because your late 20s, like, this is your last time to, like, get it right. You know, after 28, you got 24 months. (laughs) Um, And, like I told you, it's been hard. So, after you're 28, you need to start panicking. If you don't have savings... If you have debt, if you are in, if your credit is bad, you should panic. You should panic. Um, you're you're a grown ass adult by now, okay? A lot of you who are listening right now are. In your early, early, early 20s. I'm talking like 20, 21, 22. And then the other half of you are in your late 40s. So it's just like... Half of you are agreeing with me and the other half of you should be really scared. I am so serious when I say that this is not a time to fuck around. This is when people start getting pregnant on accident. Not saying my friend's baby was an accident, but people start getting pregnant on accident. Um, people start getting married. Like you gotta, you gotta panic. Like if you are not where you want to be in life, you have to panic. Panicking, in my opinion, saves you because it makes you move puts you into action it causes radical change when you panic that's just my advice um if you have any bad habits you're still doing drugs like you're gonna you might as well just like just like like drugs are so it's it's out of style definitely out of style all of them you're like you you're gonna die from any of them like if you are at if you're 28 and older and you got a drug problem you gotta stop it if you have bad hygiene or if any bad habits if you cut people off during their sentences if you are a procrastinator Anything that you're aware of that you know is bad, you need to fix it. You need to be a big boy, a big girl, and fix your bad habits. Um, There's plenty of self-help books. Um, I have an episode called Atomic Habits by James Clear where I read the book and I did a podcast report on it. So for those of you who don't want to buy it or don't want to read it, go ahead and listen to that podcast. Um... Self-awareness. In order for you to know what bad habits you have, you have to be self-aware. Self-awareness is something that I prayed for. Because how else was I supposed to know what I wasn't seeing? So I was like, hey God, like, can you help me be more self-aware? Amen. And he was like, alright. So I discovered that I... And manipulative. I am like in some ways lazy. 
like lazy to start working on my dreams and goals, I would say, is something that is a bad habit of mine and is something I am working on. You want to be the person that is working towards progress. You don't want to be the person that's stagnant and not moving. And self-awareness is going to help you figure out what you need to do. But a lot of us subconsciously, we know what we need to do. And you got to think about how you want others to see you in reality. How others, how you want to be perceived. Um, your personality, your appearance, and your character. You got to choose what serves you as well. A lot of us are in relationships, friendships, jobs that don't serve us, that make us miserable, that is abusive in some ways. Um, You know, a lot like if your boyfriend is a chronic cheater. And you just stay because he's fine as fuck. Like, come on. Like, I've been there. But, like, you gotta choose yourself. When it comes to a job, you know when you need to leave. So leave. When it comes to friends, you outgrow them. That is very true. And I'm gonna talk about how you outgrow friends in another episode. I know I say this all the time. But, like, you outgrow your friends. Like, for example, me and Elda, we went out to Cobra every other week. Um, And we just, I mean, I outgrew her and I kind of, like, left the friendship in a fucked up way. And I apologize, Elda, um, for that. It wasn't right. But nonetheless, I would have ended the friendship anyway. Now, she we had a talk one night where I told her like it was. I told her the truth that she didn't want to hear. And she ended the night. We didn't even start. We didn't even get to go into the bar or anything. And I thought to myself, I'm like, you're so pissed off at what I said. That was real advice. Fuck it. Let me just tell you what happened. She was fucking a married man. And I told her that that guy is not going to leave his wife for her. And she was like, wait, no, wait, no. Like, they're separated. They don't live together. I'm like, how do you know? How do you know? And then I, in my head, I was just like, do I need to be friends with someone who fucks married men? Like, knowingly. And is okay with it. And thinks that they're going to be the next girlfriend. I, I, I couldn't stop emphasizing how wrong her thinking was. And how wrong the situation was. And she basically was like, fuck you, Candace. I want to go home. So, we went home. And then... I went into a mania and I called her all kinds of names, which was not right. And then, like, I blocked her. 
And then I, I never talked to her again. So, Elda, I'm sorry for how I ended things. But the friendship was going to end anyway because of the last time we hung out. So that was me being accountable. I never apologized to her. It's not like I'm going to unblock her and be like, I'm sorry, I left the way I did. Like, no, like, no. Um, and you got to be responsible. I know that comes with being an adult, with turning 18. But like, are you paying your bills on time? Are you paying attention to symptoms in your body and going to the doctor if something seems abnormal? Are you giving a shit about your health in general? Um, if you have kids, are you making sure that every th- all their needs are met? At your job, are you performing your best, you know, according to what is required? You gotta think about all the things that are annoying about being an adult and just having to do like you have to you don't have to like it but you have to get yourself to do it you got you have to get to a point where you just do and don't think because these things need to get done that require responsibility and that require accountability they have to get done cleaning the house paying your bills you know, working on your relationships. Like, it just... Like I said, rough. You're an adult now. And you gotta communicate like an adult with other adults. And the frustrating part is that some adults don't know how to communicate like an adult. So if you're one of those adults who knows how to communicate like an adult, please set an example and never step out of character if someone is talking to you who is an adult but talking to you like you're a child um you gotta remember that respect is earned and not given if someone disrespects you always be the bigger person because you just you just you have shit to lose after 28 and that could be your life people are strapped up in america Everyone's got guns. Okay, you can't just start fights. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I just feel the need to say that after 28, it's pow, pow, pow. No more fighting. It's like pow, pow, pow. You know, you're dead. Like, shit gets real. People are more upfront about your negative attributes because you're older and they think that now that you're older that you can take the criticism so they don't feel as bad. Because like when you're younger, they you have like this aura of um, people cutting you slack because you're young. But once you after 28, it's like there's no more slack to be cut. People expect you to know better. So if you start complaining about things that older people think they're going to tell you that what you think is stupid and that your problems aren't real problems and to grow the fuck up and get over it. People are now telling me to get the fuck over my molestation. Older people in my family are telling me to, to get over it. And I'm just like, how fucking dare you talk to me like that? Fuck you. 
And it just, it just, this is where people start choosing to stop talking to their family or to reconnect with their family. There's so many family dynamics that happen when you get older that you just, some of us were not ready for. And I'm here to tell you that it does happen. You know, some family members that may have loved you when you were younger treat you like shit now. And that, and that's happening with me. So it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, decide now if you want to have children. Um, science does play a part in why I say that, you know, ladies, you know, 33, 35, you know, pregnancy starts becoming a risk for women and the baby. And um, the rate of pregnancy happening becomes less and less as we get older. Um, our fertility wanes as we get older. And um, this is what I'm about to say is controversial, but some men value a woman's fertility. So that's why they usually date younger women. And that leads into my next thing. As you get older and you're single, dating starts to suck more and more and more and more and more to the point where you're just like, I'm not even going to do it. And you find yourself settling. Like the other day, I was looking at my guy friend like, I can try it. I'd, I'd be down. Fuck it. No one's, no one, no one I like is... Like, that guy Loco at Just Blaze, he's not doing anything. He's probably really shy, and I'm shy too, so nothing's going to happen. But when you're, like, with the ugly guy, you know, you you're, you you connect more because he's ugly, and you're not too thrown off by how beautiful he is. And then you start telling yourself, like, baby, I can be with the ugly guy. And then it's like, no. And then you're alone. And then it's like, you're 28 and you can't be picky. Oh my God, you guys. Oh my God. I didn't even tell you. Hold on. You guys know I've been working out. Well, I've been working on my butt. And so this guy comes up to me at, at at the coffee shop at the bar. And he's like, hey, like, basically he was like trying to get my number and everything. But he told me that I have a fat ass. And I was like. Oh my god. This is the best compliment I've ever received from a stranger. I have a fat ass. I was like, oh my god. That never never happened before. And I just wanted to share that with you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so dating is only going to get harder. No one feels sorry for you anymore. Like, if you have a bit, if you're, like, people expect you to just take care of yourself not just by like providing for yourself but like emotionally care for yourself but like no one feels bad when you go through stuff because the attitude becomes well we all go through stuff like people just become less empathetic as the older you get um You start questioning the nature of reality because death is something you is, is is becoming more real. As you get older, you know that you're getting closer and closer to that that day. 
and you just start asking yourself, like, how is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Who's going to go first? And then you try your best not to have anxiety about it because everyone dies. And that, and then this this period in your 20s is, is a period of acceptance of death. At least it is for me. Um, I have been accepting that I'm not going to live forever. And that there's no such thing as living forever. That's something that is... Uh, existential so you start questioning reality and for me i i question the nature of reality like how everything works and just how like i wish there was a theory of everything so we could just know everything but i think that is a a symptom of not accepting death is coming up with stories and coming up with theories about how reality might work but you you start to realize that life isn't what it seems, but death is something that is eminent and very, very real. You start thinking about things like buying a home, investments, and entrepreneurship. You start looking at your finances and start taking care of them. At least this is the time to do it. This is when you want to do it if you are behind or if you, even if you're not behind, even because a lot of us were born without parents or fam weren't born to a family with any type of financial literacy and they sure didn't teach it in schools so you know us millennials and gen z's and alphas i don't know how we're going to buy homes but something's got to give and um you just got to work hard for it. And I hate to say that because it's just like, there's nothing else I can say. Hmm. You got to start paying attention to your house. You know, a lot of a lot of people start finding out they have cancer in their 30s. Or they have heart disease. Or, you know, if, if you eat bad... You know, you can't eat like that forever. If you don't go to sleep on time, you can't do, you can't be young forever is what I'm trying to say. Your friend group changes. And that's healthy. You want to have different friends. Like, having the same friends for a long period of time, it's like you may, you you should have grown. And sometimes your friends don't grow with you or they grow in different directions and it's okay. And the new space that your growth has brought you, like for me, when when I went manic and then I decided to start taking care of myself, I gained a whole new group of friends. And right now my group of friends, they're all artists. Before that, it was just people I wasn't sure if we were friends or we were only friends because we could get something out of each other or we were just like friends because we were in we were known in the industry. It was just fake. Um You you know, use this time. This is my last point and then I'll go. Use this time 
your late 20s, life after 28, to reinvent yourself. I mean, you got enough time. Don't ever tell yourself that you don't got it. Death is real. Life is short. But you got time. Okay? I know that doesn't sound very warm and fuzzy but like or reassuring but like use this time to reinvent yourself or um or go back to your roots and improve become like a 2.0 version of yourself um 14 years ago i was i learned how to draw well i learned how to draw bill of all his face but like five years ago i learned how to paint and like you guys check out my art at MDMAQ on Instagram and follow me there. Um, but I'm just constantly improving every day and like seeing the results through my work is so rewarding. And attracting you attract new people, and that's how you attract new friends, and that's how you attract new opportunities, and that's how you attract the life that you want for yourself. So if you find yourself not getting where you want to be, reinvent yourself, change yourself, improve yourself. You know, for, to give you an example, like I, I am growing my hair through like intense care. I'm caring for my, my skin intensely. I'm moving with much more intention with my art and really thinking about how I want to make people feel. I am putting more thought into my podcast and how I want it to be perceived and how what direction I want it to go and thank you so much for listening our first week of October we have so many downloads I can't even brag I can't even say the number because it's so high and I don't want to sound like I'm bragging but like We are very close to 10,000 downloads. I will say that. Thank you for listening to the Manic Candace podcast. It's your girl Candace back at it again with a brand new episode of the podcast. Life after 28. Thank you for listening. Whenever and wherever you are. Mies and mies. I bid you adieu. Bye bye.